Hey friends, just quickly, my new book, The Proof is in the Plants, is now available. Get it from plantproof.com forward slash book. Thanks so much for all your ongoing support, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi friends, welcome back. I hope your week is going well. And for all the first timers out there, thank you so much for joining us, finally. My name's Simon Hill. I'm your show host, author, nutritionist, and physiotherapist. And today is the very first Wednesday Wisdoms, a new segment that I promised I would make regular. A few weeks back, I was thinking about all of the conversations I've had on this show to date with leading experts in health and wellness from across the world and all the incredible ones I have penciled in coming your way in the next few months. And I thought some of this knowledge needs to be repurposed. Having it featured for a week and then being pushed into the archives isn't really great for any of us. It often takes hearing something a few times for the penny to drop. So with that, Wednesday Wisdoms was born, a midweek dose of bite-sized wisdom to draw your attention back to something that can improve your life. It's as simple as that. And to kick this new segment off, I can think of no better guest than my good friend, Rich Roll, a giant in the space of podcasts, author of Finding Ultra, The Plant Power Way, and Voicing Change, an ultra athlete, and a guy who has one heck of a story, a triumphant journey that involved overcoming adversity, restoring vitality, and building a life devoted to showing up better day after day. So friends, here we are and here we go. This is Wednesday Wisdoms with Rich Roll. I'll catch you on the other side. why people in AA will call themselves a grateful alcoholic. You know, when I was newly sober, I was like, what? Why would you say that? And it's because there is a reverence and a respect for that painful place, you know, that Julie calls your divine moment. Like pain can be a gift. Those those uh, occurrences where you're forced to meet your maker and you're stripped away of your ego and your pride and, and really confronted with yourself in the most profound way are our greatest teachers and opportunities for growth. And I wish, you know, your, to your point, your question of like, how do we take advantage of the wisdom available to us without having to, you know, endure that kind of pain? Like, I fucking wish I knew the answer to that. You know what I mean? Like the only thing that's ever really gotten my attention and gotten me to change is when I'm in an adequate amount of pain where I'm like, okay, I, I will finally let go. But in truth, I didn't have to be in that kind of pain. I could have read that book or listened to that podcast or watched that documentary or just looked at myself in the mirror and been honest with myself about the thing that I keep doing that I know I shouldn't be doing and just modified my behavior. Why is that so difficult? Why is the human condition so imprisoned by these patterns and these loops and these repetitive um, thought patterns and behaviors that 
drag us down. You know, whether they're the re- results of a, a childhood trauma or some kind of programming or, you know, neurological wiring that compels us to behave in a certain way despite our better instincts and our self-understanding and knowledge that is fully aware that this is the wrong choice to make and yet the powerlessness that comes with being able to modify it. I could tell you as somebody who struggles with addiction that it's very, very hard and pain is the only thing that's really been able to get me to change. Now, for somebody who's not an addict, maybe they can read that book and go, I got it. Or like, you know what? I just listened to that podcast that uh, Simon did with Robbie and Cyrus, and I get it with the, the, you know, my doctor told me I'm pre-diabetic, so I'm switching, and they just do, you know? God bless you. Yeah. (laughs) But I have so much compassion for the person who tries and fails and tries and fails and tries and fails, and we judge that person, and yet I think we are all you know, we're all victim to that on, on some level. And we're all, we all have our blind spots and we all kind of know like, oh, I should probably not do that thing anymore. And yet we keep doing it. You can't solve a problem with the same thinking that got you into it or that perpetuates it. So pick a vice, you know, smoking cigarettes, gambling, shopping, you know, Instagram, whatever it is, any, any whatever compulsion it is, you have to put a different lens on that beyond just the same thought pattern that perpetuates that behavior. And until you can step outside of it and come at it from a different direction, you're very unlikely to be able to master it and modify it. And I say that as somebody who's compassionate for that perspective, because I'm very much an isolator and I don't want to, not only do I not want to ask for help, I don't want to accept help from somebody who's offering it. I want to solve it myself. I want to be self-reliant. I want to be independent. I don't want to appear to be weak in in any way. And, you know, like my ultimate approach or strategy is to cut myself off from humanity and like just fix it in my brain. And that doesn't work for that very same reason I just said, which is I'm trying to fix a problem with the same brain that created it. The only way out of that is to ask and accept help from other people. And as counterintuitive or as uncomfortable as that might be, in my experience, that's the only way that I've been able to kind of migrate out of those patterns and behaviors. And it's a relief to not have to do it yourself. I think the alcoholic mind is is one of isolation. And that kind of addictive mentality can't survive in an open, honest, communal environment. Everything in our culture is about maximizing luxury and relaxation and comfort and, you know, the good life, right? Like, how can we create ease in our life? And I think that that has created a society of very unhappy people, right? What we should be telling people and encouraging them to do is to seek out discomfort, is to relish and welcome challenges into your life. And they can be physical challenges, but they don't have to be. They can be challenges of anything that is pushing you outside of your comfort zone and forcing you to grow interpersonally, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I think our experiences that we should all be, that should be our default to always be searching those out. And short of that, I think we become unhappy, depressed, isolated, discontent. And it's interesting because the forces of of modern culture and marketing are counter-programming 
what truly makes us feel alive and happy and connected, which is why you're seeing all of these, you know, the explosion of the ultra endurance community and the tough mutters and the Spartan races and all of these things. These, these are like artificial recreations of natural experiences that have been stripped away from our daily experience. So we have millions of people who have been programmed that life is about the alarm clock, getting up, making the coffee, getting in the car, commuting, sitting at the cubicle, taking shit from the boss and living for the weekend where you're going to barbecue and watch the game and maybe see your buddies. And then you have that two-week vacation. You're going to go to Vegas or maybe the golf trip with your, with your bros and then the ski trip with the family. And that's life, right? But who made that decision? And is that really what's making us happy? I believe in investing in experience above all, certainly instead of all the material you know, accumulation that has become the gestalt of what it means to be a successful person in our culture. But we've got to relish and bring in challenge into our life in a multitude of ways. And that's the only way you become a dynamic, well-rounded person who feels connected to yourself and to your fellow man and to the world. There we go. Nothing like a bit of wisdom from Rich Roll. I hope that one landed well for you and is of some help this week and beyond. As mentioned in the introduction, Rich has authored multiple books that are absolutely fantastic. Finding Ultra has been a personal favorite of mine for years. And of course, Voicing Change, his new book, which collates some of the best material from his podcast in a really nice coffee table format. You can find out more about both of those at richroll.com. And of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please do reach out to Rich and let him know at richroll on Instagram. He's a huge supporter of this show. So I know for a fact that he would be glad to hear from you. Finally, before we finish, please do remember I have a complimentary two-week meal plan at plantproof.com. It's loaded, and I mean loaded with breakfast, snack, lunch, and dinner recipes, professionally shot and complete with the nutritionals. There's tofu scramble, chia pots, bean stew, a delicious cauliflower chickpea curry, chocolate mousse, pancakes, etc. You get it. Simply head to plantproof.com and you can grab your copy today. All righty. Let's land this plane. Thank you again for hanging out with me. I'll catch you in a few days or so. Until then, remember, more plants, my friends, more plants.